Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Get down Friday. Hey, Jax, how you doing? Not well, bitch. Me neither. I pulled my neck and oh. I can't move. Like, I'm in pain and I'm like, I, I really can't. I'm Zoolander. I can't turn. It's re- it's not only like inconvenient, but it's extremely painful. So my dance moves for the Friday jingle were not giving what they Rather usually stiff. give. They're a little stiff for sure. At least though, thankfully, I was able to give my all to the 1000 dance. Okay, I thought you were going to say you're not well. And then I was like, me neither, because we're not together. Oh, yeah. Just to add misery on top of misery. To add insult to injury. It's literally so true. Because if we were together, like, yeah, my neck would hurt and we would talk about it, but it'd be okay because we're together. But like I I had to put my studio back together with a creaked out neck and I'm just literally not okay. If we were together, I definitely would massage you and we would be so happy together. We would, even though massage like doesn't help for a pulled neck. No, there are a few things in life that are truly worse than having like a thrown out back or a strained neck because you don't even realize it. Your back is something you take for granted. Like it just works, you know, knock wood, thank God, Baruch Hashem, every day. And it isn't until you're like inconvenienced in the most minor way when it comes to your back or your neck that you realize how your whole body relies on your back and your neck. And it's like the place where it's pulled is kind of in between my neck and my back. So it's kind of both areas are impacted by this injury. I, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm so sorry. Excuse me. I sneezed on it. It's true. It's true that you're sorry. I And I really am. I have a lot of sympathy. I've thrown out my back. It's... It's debilitating. And I don't even have any children. Like, you still got to, you know, know, be a mom. I know. It was really hard this morning. But it happened in the middle of the morning. Like, I, I swear, I sneezed. And I was like, that didn't feel right. It Sometimes was a sneeze. a sneeze can kill you. Usually, I wake up with it because I, like, kind of sleep weird with all my pillows. Like, I'm doing it to myself. But it was the sneeze. I The sneeze through my neck. 
that's the thing people always ask like when you throw out your back what happened you know were you you know using a forklift like no when I threw my back out the first time I literally bent down to plug in my phone charger it's like it's always the most like innocuous regular daily life things that just fucking throw out your back it's never anything even like overtly physical it was a sneeze you guys you guys got to watch out for the sneeze you better you better watch out for them sneezes because they tell you like be you know wash your hands you don't want to get a cold but you don't want to throw your back out either right and maybe I bent over the sink a little weird while washing my hands and now I have it thrown out back but I have no. clean hands if I wash my hands I wouldn't have a cold and then I wouldn't have sneezed and thrown my back mm. it all comes back to like proper hygiene doesn't everything well, today's episode is really special because, you know, we're not together and it's fine. It's fine. But it is our last show before the Super Bowl. And I think we got to make some predictions. You know, people Ooh. kind of have come to rely on us. I was in the middle of ordering my Super Bowl groceries and I forgot to hit order. Excuse What'd me. Oh, well, I got, I had to stock up on just the necessities in the house. Milk. Yeah, Harry drinks milk now. Oh, um, yeah. Grown ass man shit. And I like how you got your license and you have a car and you still order your groceries online. Now it's about finding the time to go. Right. Like I, I, I really intended for this to be like an in-person excursion, but um, we don't have the time. Plus now with the neck, it's just not going to happen. Um, I had to get like some cleaning supplies for the house and then I'm making nachos like I told you. So I ordered all mm. the ingredients, got some more tater tots, yogurt, fruits, butter, you know, just a restock. Just the regular everyday household items. Because I'm a regular everyday household gr frau. <laughs> you really are a regular everyday household frau. Um, <laughs> I still have no plans for the Super Bowl, but like I can't really think about the Super Bowl. I haven't even really be, like started to tell everyone about how like I'm kind of like so busy next week. Um, like you I don't want to, you know. I make... thought there was just like the one thing. Yeah, but it's like a really big thing. Oh, okay. So I'm, it's like, like on Monday. About so, it. so the rest of your week is kind of like wide open. No, I'm like going to be thinking about it for the rest of the week. Probably like, you know, lamenting on what I did wrong or what I could have done better. But so on Monday, not only was I invited to Cynthia Rowley's fashion show, but it's kind of like a celebration of women in comedy. So there's like, you know, five or six really premium female comics, not only walking in the show, but I think we're also doing like a little set. Um, and I'm one of them. And it's not like, it's a big deal. Like Nikki Glazer's there too. And she's like a real comedian, you know, Ego Nwodum from SNL. And your girl was tapped. And I'm so honored. And I'd like to thank, you know, Kit Keenan. I'd like to thank Kit Keenan's mom. I'd like to thank everyone who made this possible. I'm very excited, you know, because I'm like a fashion girly. I'm like a comedy girly. So I It's really like today, a, a blend of your two passions. Fashion, you know, art and comedy. Yeah. Well, I have some a joke if you want to include it. Um, oh, hit me up, hit me up. Okay, because it's the Cynthia Rally fashion show. So we say, mm -hmm. hey, everyone, welcome to Cynthia Rally. And then you'll say, Jesus, excuse me, excuse me, wench. I thought of it last night. And then you'll say, hmm, Cynthia, Cynthia, Jesus died for our Cynthia's. Okay, I thought of it last and night. And if people I, don't laugh, you need to leave because that's not your kind of crowd. So, okay, once I say it and they don't laugh, I'm going to say, well, my sister said if you guys don't laugh, I have to leave. <laughs> so thanks so much for having me. Have a great night, everyone. You are like um, uncultured swine. But wait, you want to hear something even crazier? Mm -hmm. I've never seen that movie. 
So you and Margo were always doing that slam poetry thing. Cynthia, Jesus died for our Cynthia. And I like know it because of you guys, but I literally don't even know. Like, I know it's 22 Jump Street, but like, I don't know the reference. Like, I don't know anything. So there's a murder on campus, a death. Classic. I'm sorry. It's a death um, of a girl named Cynthia. And they have like a slam poetry evening, like dead. No, they just have slam poetry. And she like, Jonah Hill is like trying to impress a girl in slam poetry. So he said he wrote a slam poetry about Cynthia, Cynthia. the girl who passed, the deceased. And he got up there and he said, Cynthia, Jesus died for our Cynthia's. It's kind of good. Yeah, there was more too. It was really beautiful. Yeah, I got to write some jokes. I'm still, you know, I'm still waiting to be told like what exactly I'm doing. So then I can, you know, write some material. But I think I'm also walking in the show and that I'm like extremely ill prepared for. I can barely walk down the street without like picking my wedgie. Yeah. I literally picked my wedgie on my way to work today and I was thinking my underwear was like so far up my vagina and I was like I never see other people picking their wedgies yet here I am constantly like wedgie picking well maybe it's just one of those situations where it's like you don't notice things about like uh, people don't notice things about other people they just notice it about themselves like I just feel like wedgie picking is like noticeable yeah I would just pretend like I didn't see it I'm just like no I forget about it I would not pretend I didn't see it. I would feel it would like immediately bring me like peace. I'm like, oh my God, another gorgeous no, it girl wouldn't. on the street. No, no. Because when you pick a wedgie, like it's not gross. But when someone else does, like you're literally seeing their fingers go into their butt. Okay, not in their butt. It's like no, around the cheek. But like, but, yeah. but like it has butt stuff. Yeah, no, totally. Like then you're like spreading fecal matter onto your hands and onto the subway and onto the doorknobs. Yeah, like it's not, a. It, it's like a... There's a lot of relief when you pick your own wedgie, but to see someone else do it is all gross. So true. Um, so that's what I'm like kind of preoccupying. Like I know it's a Super Bowl this weekend, but like I'm focused on my big performance on Monday. I got my fitting later today. So I'm just like, I'm nervous to be real. Like I'm nervous. You're going to be amazing. Thank you. It's all your Thank passions. You so all you have to do is just be yourself. They're going to love so you, Turdy. And if they don't, you. you know, fashion shows are really quick. Like, so true. It'll be over in a flash and they'll be running to the next one. So true. You, and I got good placement. You know, I'm not first. I'm not last. I'm third, which is like a really good number. If you're not first, you're last. No, I disagree. I disagree. Uh, yes. You're so back to our Super Bowl predictions. Middle of the pack you are. Right. So if I stink, like they'll just, they won't even remember. Yeah. But if you're amazing, they'll be like, where's that middle girl? <laughs> yeah, no. And that's fine by me. Yeah. Um, so let's go over some of our Super Bowl predictions. Okay. There's, um, do we have any stories about the Super Bowl? Yeah, we save Rihanna. That? Okay, okay, so I won't talk about Rihanna, but we can talk about the actual game. Which is what we're obsessed with anyway. Oh, so true. Uh, Chiefs versus Eagles. Who you got, Jax? I'm torn because I would like, I would prefer for the Chiefs to win. By a slight margin. Like, I'm not, Jason Kelsey is really closing the gap on that. Yeah. But I think the Eagles are going to win. I think it's the Eagles' time. Yeah, I I kind of support everything you just said. You know, as a New York fan, like you really can't root, not not New York fan, like New Yorker, it's a kind of illegal to root for the Eagles, especially, you know, on top of that, given the fact that the reason the 49ers aren't in the Super Bowl is because of the Eagles. So I really, I can't fuck with the Eagles, especially like I have a toxic relationship with Philly. Like I, it's going to be a no for me, even though I'm like not even that jazzed about the Chiefs. No, I'm not even like, that jazzed It's the lesser of two either. evils. Agreed. It feels like everyone in the country who's not, doesn't have Philly ties, like, will not root for Philly. Do you know what I mean? 
they don't make it easy. No, it's like Zach, he's from Dallas. He's like, well, I can't root for the Eagles. I'm like, oh, really? What's your beef? It's every. What is his beef? I don't like the, I guess the Cowboys hate them. Like everybody hates them except, for, hates them. except for them. It's so true. I kind of love that for them though. No, it's giving villain energy. It's giving toast. Yes. You either love them or you hate them. There is, it's giving Danielle Staub. There is no in-between with them. No. So I kind of like, now when you put it that it. way, I relate. I respect it. You know, I feel like if the Eagles were a team, they would have done 1,000 episodes. I could, they have history is what you're saying. You and me got a whole lot of history. Uh, oh, no. That's such a good song. And it's so true because we do have a lot of history. I would say 1,000 episodes of history. Yeah, so this is 1,001. Um, we came back, you guys. You thought maybe we'd retire after 1,000. Maybe we'd, like, take a hint. It's too many episodes. But no. No, by the way, our episode, like, overperformed yesterday. Like, our numbers were through the roof because everybody was tuning in to see that turnt performance of ours. So if anything, we've been reinvigorated for another 1,000. Another 1,000. And we're, com- I- we're almost at our five-year anniversary which means it was just under five years that it took us. I was saying it was five and change. But oh, it's, yeah. It's four and three quarters. So a, we'll see you in call. another four and three quarters. Baruch Hashem, God willing. We'll, we'll see you in another four and three quarters. I feel like people who love this show, like, live in fear that it's going to end. I and know. no matter how many times we tell them, like, girlies, even if we were offered, let's say, like, dead ass, one of us or both of us, like, we were offered a job on, like, The Talk or one of those, like, daytime daily shows, like, I would still do this. Like, I don't think I would even want that. No, I feel like you would want that as as long as you could still do this, but you would never choose like a seat on a rotating cast of clowns um, where you could lose your seat at any time and the show could go under when like we've got a good thing going. I always say it's like, you know, people will be like, Jax, Jax, do you think you've outgrown the toast? It's like, can Queen Elizabeth outgrow the throne? No, this is a job for life. Later. Literally. Literally. It's literally like being a Supreme Court justice. It's a lifelong job. Literally. The show like will not end. So I just need everyone to like relax. Turdy. This is the show that never ends. It must go on and on, my friends. Some people started listening, not knowing what it was. And mm-hmm. they'll just keep on listening because this is just because this is the show that never ends. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My neck love- is broken, friends. <laughs> um, gorgeous rendition. Absolutely. You know, I love that song and I know you hate that song. So I like it when there's a remix that's applicable to my situation. Remix. Um, so thanks to everyone for the kind words yesterday. We got a lot of feedback. People were kind of guffawed that we thought that there was, you know, not a single person out there who's listened to every single episode. And we were flooded with comments. Flooded. I have no doubt listened to every episode that includes Patreon, includes guests. So I'm feeling, I'm actually feeling reinvigorated and I think a lot of the times we say this all the time when you do the same thing every day you know sometimes it starts to feel like you know you're shouting into the void or just like speaking into an echo chamber and like you're like is anyone even listening and like you see the numbers but it doesn't feel like real people and I think yesterday you know a lot of people who are mostly silent listeners the show is just a part of their daily routine they don't need you know to send messages or leave comments they just love the show for what it is so many of the silent listeners came out just like dropped a comment be like hey like I never comment just love the show congrats on DMs 
And I have like a new reinvigorated sense of self. Yeah. And there were so many people. I thought there would maybe be like one or two who've listened to every thousand. But people were like, no, I've been listening since the beginning. And even when I miss an episode, I will not listen to the next one until I've caught up on the other one. So. No. And there were people who were like, I started listening two years ago and I went back to the beginning and started from scratch. Yeah. They'll be like, if you check my podcast app, there is nothing that's like unlistened Not downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. It's a great way to start the weekend with gratitude in our hearts. Gratitude. With a reinvigorated spirit. And I think that's all you could really ask for a Friday show, honestly. Honestly. And a lot of musical stylings, which you're getting. Which you're getting. So without further ado, here Mm -hmm. are the Fast Five stories that you need to know before Super Bowl weekend. Because the next time that we see you, we will know who won the Super Bowl. And we will see Rihanna have performed for the first time in many years. It's true. (sighs) And what Jackie just said is brought to you. By European Wax Center. Break away from the winter blues with a wax from the experts. Book a service today at European Wax Center. So European Wax Center's exclusive Violet Comfort Wax is formulated with skin smoothing ingredients that provide you with your best smooth. All it takes is 15 minutes, whether you're jet setting or just staying at home, get the quick refresh that you deserve in 15 minutes or less. You can extend your smooth at home with our post-wax faves. So each one is designed to complement your wax and maintain silky smooth skin all winter long. And if you're ready for a refresh, the first one is on them. Get your first wax free at European Wax Center. So I feel like this is a great reminder, like just because it's the cold season, like don't stop your self-care because I think I went through this recently where like I just totally like stopped hair removal for like a few weeks just because I'm like, it's winter, who cares? And it kind of like makes you feel like not gross, but it's like you're not upkeeping with your daily beauty tings and making that reservation at European Wax Center is just kind of going to catapult you and like into a great self-love era. You know, it's important to take care of yourself just because it's cold doesn't make me stop our routine um european wax centers are the experts in waxing for everyone when you visit you get the best of the best their certified wax specialists are expertly trained in prepping protecting and pampering your skin beat the winter blues with a wax from the experts keep you silky smooth all season long with 15 minute appointments exclusive comfort wax and an array of post wax products beating the winter blues is smoother than ever before if you want to give it a try your first wax is on the house get your first wax free experience a new state of smooth at european wax center make a reservation today where your first wax is free today Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. So it's that time, you guys, if you're into like habit stacking or um, just kind of getting your routine in a, in a good place, Seed is a really great place to start. Their DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strain that has been clinically and scientifically studied for its benefits. So it's free from 14 classes of allergens that are defined by the EFSA, and that includes uh, sugar-free, vegan-free, vegan, soy-free, sesame-free, gluten-free, peanut-free, glyphosate, AMPA-free, dairy-free, shellfish-free, corn-free. You take two capsules once a day on the empty stomach, so it can be the first thing in the morning, basically 30 minutes before your first meal or two hours after your last meal, and it's engineered to survive your external and internal environments. So they're capsule and capsule via cap safeguards via 
viably uh, get that capsule through digestion for delivery of an average of 100% of your probiotic starting dose into your colon. The outer capsule also serves as an elegant barrier for oxygen, moisture, and heat, so there's no refrigeration necessary. Um, so it's just good for your digestive health. If you've been having trouble with like bloating or just you know making BSDs, big soft duties as we like to call them, um, take control of your tummy, your digestion, your gut. Start taking the seed pre and probiotic, it makes an enormous difference. And it's just something that you don't have to worry about anymore. Just like, you know, you'll be taking it every day. You'll be regular and you'll start feeling good. You won't feel like that brick in your stomach. That's the worst feeling. Um, it's just good for your gut barrier integrity, gut immune function, micronutrient synthesis. So avoid gut mania and head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash toast and use code toast today. Check it out. It's the Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Thank you, McClardia Letardia. You're welcome. Our first story, Rihanna gave a great interview saying she's pinching herself over the combination of motherhood, Oscars, and the Super Bowl. So she told Entertainment Tonight, motherhood, Oscars, Super Bowl, I'm still pinching myself, really. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. So not only is Rihanna up for a Grammy, she just had a bebe and her first live performance. An Oscar. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Sorry, blame the neck. But, <laughs> but I'm not going to challenge you. I did say Grammy. Um, yeah. And Oscar, she's had a baby, and she's performing in the Super Bowl, her first live performance since 2017, she told the outlet. It really feels like a lot's happening at once, in the words of Luke Combs, when it rains, it pours. She also held a press conference on Thursday by Apple Music, the official sponsor of the halftime show, and she opened up- so crazy. It's the first non-Pepsi one. Mm -hmm. She opened up about preparing for this weekend's career-defining performance. She said, Sunday, now that's the one. I've been so focused on the Super Bowl, I totally forgot that my birthday's coming up. I totally forgot about (sighs) Valentine. Day, She said among the biggest challenges for her performance was choosing which songs to choose. She said, quote, that was the hardest, hardest part to starting, deciding how to maximize 13 minutes, but also celebrate. That's what this show is going to be. It's going to be a celebration of my catalog in the best way that we could have put it together. You're trying to cram 17 years of work into 13 minutes. So it's different. Difficult. Yeah. Some songs we have to lose because of that. And that's going to be okay. But I think we did a pretty good job of narrowing it down. I also am so curious about um, if she's going to bring any guests because so many of like her I- iconic songs have features. I mean, I would just plot if she's saying four or five seconds. I feel like she won't. She will not. Um, I know. But like maybe she could have brought out Paul McCartney. Yeah. But that like when you think about her songs and her big ones, like they're so huge. Yeah. That like they're global. Four or five seconds actually doesn't even register. But like no, but also Umbrella. Diamonds. We found love in a hopeless place. Don't stop the music. Wait, throwback, Ponder Replay. I think she'll do Ponder Replay just because it was like her first hit. I know. I don't, and I think it'll probably be like a journey through her music. I love that. If they go chronologically, I would really enjoy that. Maybe not the whole time, but like I feel like the first song will be the earliest and the last song will, actually, maybe not. Because it's like a, like, you know, sometimes they start off slow and it's like the ballads. Bitch and then we're better cr- have my money. And then we're cranking it up. Yeah. So I actually, I don't know if she'll be chronological. I wonder what she'll choose from the anti era. That was like one of her most iconic eras. Like love, love on the brain. brain. I know. I Work. It's exciting. Work. 
It's cr- maybe she'll bring out DJ Khaled. I like hope like I like when they bring out people, but like honestly for Rihanna, this is such a moment. People have been waiting for something like this from Rihanna for so long. I wouldn't be mad if she brought nobody out. I feel like they almost force people to bring people out, like to make it more of a spectacle. But like, let Rihanna do her thing. I would kind of prefer if she brought nobody out. Katy Perry brought people out. Lady Gaga brought nobody out. Yeah. Nobody. Lady Gaga's is one of the best. So, and you know what else I was thinking? I mean, I can't talk about the Super Bowl halftime show without talking about one of my favorite stories. Lady Gaga's five foot two. The documentary she made while getting ready for the Super Bowl. It was so interesting. And, you know, Rihanna has that big streaming deal with Amazon Prime because they do the Savage stuff. I would love love a documentary about getting ready for this I feel like it's really possible she also talked about getting ready for it how this week's rehearsals are just like make or break how it's the biggest like craziest endeavor practically impossible what she's trying to do the stage the dancers the breaking it down of the stage also they they shall be breaking it down I assume but she didn't say that oh you mean like physically breaking down the stage like to get in and out in 15 minutes yes eight minutes Um, uh no she said it's 13 minutes no but the breaking it down uh Putting it up and and breaking it down on the field. Yeah, that's what I was talking about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Um, Wait. I think we were all talking about that. Wait, I had one more thing to say. But I'm seriously not okay. I could tell. tell, It's giving... I mean... You sound sick. No, I'm not sick. My neck. Oh, sure. My neck, Claudia. You're back? Like usually when we start the show, any pain I have, I I can forget about it. But it's growing it's strengthening so sorry it's crazy um I keep trying to say something and then remembering and then forgetting it just oh did you see what Rihanna said I actually really liked what she said I think the question was like are you nervous or whatever and she was like honestly after giving birth like nothing scares me like I'm a mom I can literally do anything and I kind of loved that mindset like obviously I've never given birth but it's one of my biggest fears and I imagine once I hopefully God willing Baruch Hashem conquer it like I you will not find me being nervous about a single goddamn thing. Yeah. It, I was actually just thinking about that the other day. It reminds me of that scene from Ted where Tammy is, uh, what's her name? Ted's girlfriend. Tammy Lynn. Yeah, Tammy, Tammy Lynn. She's going to fight Mila Kunis. And she's like, I've given birth, bitch. And it's like, so true. I have given birth, bitch. Fight me. Do you have that sentiment? Like nothing scares you anymore? Um, Not, not so like directly like if I still were going to do a big performance like yeah I would get scared but like I do feel like you know I know pain so true like you know what no one on this planet knows pain more than women who have given birth yeah yeah nobody Mm, I don't know then you start to think of all different kinds of pain pain. Yeah, yeah but like it's a big you know physical pain it's a big Thing to do it's like that episode of friends what do you think is worse pain getting oh, I, like this I know. really hard in the nuts or giving birth I still say giving birth yeah like if you're getting like kicked in the nuts like get in, like find new friends like what are you doing oh totally you know but if you want to have a baby there's actually there's two ways out but yeah no I definitely could see myself taking the c-section route like recover they say recovery is harder so it's like short-term gain long-term pain and then I think also I think they say you can only have three c-sections not that I'm like you know trying to have eight kids like you never know yeah then you'd have to switch so right uh but a lot of people do like elective c-sections there are definitely there's pros and cons to everything Uh uh-huh that's such as life such as life 
there actually was an episode in the Mindy Project about that. And what did they say? About, Mindy, she's so me. Like, I was obsessed. She was pregnant, spoiler alert. And she's like, <coughs> she booked this, like, fancy, like, best suite in the hotel. I mean, in the hospital. Uh, she scheduled her C-section. And when her boyfriend, the father, found out, he was like, you're going to take the easy way out? And I was like, okay, leave this bitch alone. Like, fuck off. Um, and then he actually, like, ended up, like, getting to Mindy. And she did it. And she was so proud of herself. But, like... I don't think really like C-section is like such an easy way out. Like, you're still getting like major surgery yeah. and like literally your your organs are like on a table. Yeah, I don't think it's such an easy way out. So she wound up doing vaginal. And she was so proud of herself. she was shamed into it. She was literally shamed into it. Danny, like the character who's like her OTP in the show, such a dick. Like, oh, speaking of dicks. You and I, when we were together like two nights ago, decided to just like mindlessly watch Laguna Beach. And when I got home last night, I got way into season one. I'm obsessed. I don't ever remember watching this show. Like, nothing is even remotely familiar to me, except, like, the Bones, you know, Kristen, Steve. Are you now watching it? Are you Team Kristen or Team LC? Beyond Team Kristen? Let me tell you why. Kristen is me. She's so fucking negative. Like, every time she shows up somewhere, she's like, can we leave? This sucks. I want to go home. She's never once been happy on the show for one minute. She's at this restaurant. Ugh, this sucks. Let's go home. Like, she's so... If I was around her, I would want to kill her, but I'm self-aware enough to know, like, that's literally me. Everywhere I get somewhere, I'm like, can we go home? This place sucks. Um, and you know what? She didn't really do anything to Lauren. If anything, when the show started, Kristen and Steven were together. And, like, Lauren's the one being, like, they keep calling Kristen slutty. Actually, Lauren is being quite slutty. But the crazy thing, and for how times have changed so much, first of all, I kept sending you videos. Literally, <laughs> once an episode, one of the characters uses the R word. Like, Steven's like, this salad tastes weird. And Kristen's like, yeah, because the dressing's R word. I was like, I rewound and put on captions. I'm like, did I just hear that? They say it so many times. And then when they go to Cabo, Kristen's like done with Steven. And she's like dancing on the bars, like being cute. And she wants to make out with this guy, Sam. And literally, I don't know how we were all like drooling over Steven. She pull, he pulls her out of the club, screaming in her face, grabbing her arm. You're a slut. You're a slut. You're just slut, slut, slut. And she like is so unfazed by it, queen. But I'm like, and then everyone's like, good for you, Steven. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was honestly so toxic. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And it's really just a moment in time. What year was that? Because we were in like middle school, 2007, yeah, six. Yeah, around then. It is a time capsule of the culture. R words, slut, and it's totally acceptable. Like, no, all the girls were like, Steven, good for you. Kristen was acting really slutty. Yeah. Like, it's insane. I know. To like, when you watch it with our, the lens of like the world that we live in now, it's really crazy. Yeah. But for the time, like, that was par for the course. Um, no, and that's why we were all like walking around middle school saying the R word. Like, everyone well, was. Well, everyone, I mean, it was on the radio. Like, I, the Laguna yeah. Beach didn't invent the R word. And if anybody tries no, no, to like cancel them, so if anyone tries to the cancel culture. them now for saying the R word, like, no. Start with Fergie. It was a part of the culture. I mean, entourage, they say it all the time in the first season. It's just so jarring to hear a forbidden word, like not bleeped out. It's not bleeped. Yeah, I'm, I wonder how the cast feels about it being back on. Because I know that like Kristen has talked about it. They obviously have the rewatch show. Mm -hmm. And I know that they are really embarrassed by things that they did. Like I, when Lauren went on back to the beach, like she apologized to Kristen for calling her a slut. She was like, that's so fucked up that I said that. Like th that was like one of her biggest regrets. Right. <laughs> like, I'm sure they're all texting each other like. There's worse. <laughs> it, guys, it was <laughs> shocking. 
like this bomb but I'm enjoying it so much I'm obsessed with Kristen like and I'm just obsessed with the way they were like they've just skyrocketed to fame and they were so normal and they had like such normal bodies and like it was just like everything oh but then like they went to this fashion show it was Rebecca Minkoff I was dying they went to this fashion show like Trey they're like all the ancillary characters like you could not catch me remembering who the fuck Morgan was okay and then like that other girl I think her name is Christina she like went to New York for spring break instead of Cabo and her like mom got her an audition I think I remember her and she auditions on Broadway and she sings Only Hope, which is so quintessential of the times. She was so fucking horrible. <laughs> it was the best scene of my whole life. Like, I was obsessed. But you could not catch me remembering who anyone is except for, like, the main four. Like, Lo, Elsie, Kristen. I remember that Kristen friend girl. Who Alex. Like, so up Kristen's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of liked her. Um, she had taste. Like, she knew what was good. Um, but in this scene, what scene was I talking about? Uh, oh, so fashion it was a fashion show. show. And it's Elsie, Steven, and Steven's friend who got the tickets, the blonde guy, Trey. Talon? No, Trey. So they're talking about how, like, models are really unattractive when they're so skinny. Like, just, like, talking about bodies, like, you would just never talk like that now. And, like, I agree. Like, to be so under, you know, underweight is scary. But, like, it was just, it's so indicative of, of like, the difference and the shift in the culture. It it's really should be studied. That's so funny. It's so I good. wonder if they like quake over shit like that or they also all say like they haven't rewatched it. They might not mm-hmm. even know like what's in there, but that yeah. also might be why they won't rewatch it. Cause like they don't like, they don't want to know. No. And it's just so crazy. Our perception. Cause at the time it was like, Elsie was so cool. Kristen was coming for her neck, but like nobody could touch Elsie. And what I've gathered from watching the first five episodes is like Elsie is the biggest loser. All she does is like sit around her house and sit around Laguna Beach waiting for Steven to call. She like goes out with like Steven and his friends and like hangs on and she's like a loser. And all of her friends are like starting to drop her. Like those other two girls, Christina and Morgan, like don't want to hang out with her and Lo anymore because they're like, they're unscrupled. And the other two girls, like they're virgins and like they have, like they're just like different. And it's just... I don't remember it being like that. I was like, nobody's cooler than Elsie. Really? On the show, out of all of them, the last one I'd want to be is Elsie. Yeah. But I think also the show, and she said this on Back to the Beach, like the show makes her look even more pathetic. They have like these like longing like gazes between her yeah. and Steven where like they probably weren't even looking at each other but like the way that they frame it and they put some music on it that it's yep. constantly like this narrative under the show like the one that got away is Elsie but it's not like really and Lauren said this she said what I didn't realize I rewatched the first season when I knew I was coming on this podcast and I had COVID was that like Kristen and Steven were in love like they have yeah. it's a love story between the two of them like and Elsie is in the way big dope energy yeah and the music, I mean, it's the score is just there's so many songs on there you don't remember. We got more bounce in California than all your combined. So good. Champagne supernova in the sky. Like, whatever. Sh- I'm sure there's like a Laguna Beach playlist. I need to listen to it. It's so good. You should. So that's my little recap. I And, you know, the episodes are actually five minutes long, which is why I love it. Because they're like 30-minute episodes broken down with commercials. It's like 21. I, I'll be done. I'll be done later today. Amazing. So good. Are you going to watch, like, the next season when Kristen's a senior? And are you going to watch, like, Probably. would you watch The Hills after? I don't know. I'm like, The Hills is all about Lauren. And I'm, like, kind of hating Lauren. Yeah. 
Kristen is just cute as a button. Like she's like she's just adorable. Yeah. Like and she wears the same thing every day. Like a t- black tank top, black low rise jeans, and a black choker. And it's just iconic with her like short like surfer girl hair. Yeah. Also- and like Steven takes her surfing, and she's like. This sucks. Can we go home? Like, it's so funny. So much of rewatching old shows is like realizing how at the time that we watch them, like we were all really wrong. You know what it always reminds me of? Mm. When Melissa Gorga went on Real Housewives of New Jersey and we were all like riding so hard for Teresa at the time that like we all hated Melissa. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Melissa is a sweet, nice girl. Like, why can't we like her too? Teresa treated her so poorly and we're like yeah Teresa she's the worst it's like we don't fucking know her we don't know her and guess who turned out to be the worst Trey 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 daughters Trey I love my future daughters Trey not to be confused with Trey (sighs) thank you okay are you ready for our next story yeah I didn't hear an audible yes Oh, I said yes. Oh, okay, great. Thank you for the enthusiasm. Um, Helena Hutchins' parents and sister are suing Alec Baldwin and Russ producers. The Ukrainian parents and sister of cinematographer Helena Hutchins filed a lawsuit on Thursday against Alec Baldwin and the producers of Rust in connection with her death in October 2021. Attorney Gloria Allred announced the lawsuit at a press conference at her office on Thursday morning. Alec is also facing a charge of involuntary manslaughter in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and he is due to appear in court remotely in to answer for that charge on February 24th. Um, so everyone has uh, denied culpability in Hutchinson's death and pointed to mistakes made by others that allowed a live round to be introduced to the set in violation of industry safety standards. Helena Hutchins's husband, Matthew, filed his own wrongful death lawsuit a year ago on behalf of himself, his wife's estate, and the couple's son. The lawsuit is in the process of being settled, and Matthew Hutchins has signed on as an executive producer of the film, which is due to resume production in the next weeks. He said in a statement, I have no interest in engaging in recriminations or attribution of blame. All of us believe Helena's death was a terrible accident. At the press conference, Gloria Allred said that um, Helena's family supports Matthew and is not second-guessing his decision to settle. They said, quote, the settlement was for Matthew and his child, and we are now representing others in the family, mom, dad, and sister, and there has been no settlement for them. Okay, got it. So he settled, therefore he has to, like, you know, appear, like, outwardly say, you know, we're good. And, like, he's not going to, like, join this suit he had his own suit and it's come to an end and it's but the family and him seem to be okay with each other's different battles yeah they're not outwardly being like you shouldn't settle or anything like that the only thing that I don't understand and so like maybe it would make a lot of sense if I understood it is like the executive producer credit yeah I guess that's maybe just a way of getting him more settlement like as a part of his deal like we'll pay you this sum but, you know, if the movie makes any money, the movie in which your wife tragically died on, like, you be a part of it, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird, for sure, in the way that it sounds. But I have to I have to assume it's just a way of getting him more money. Yeah. It's still so crazy to me that the show will be going on. The, it's the weirdest thing. And if Alec I didn't Baldwin, even know that they finished. If Alec Baldwin gets charged, will he still be in the star? So, like, the way I see it is, like, with the charges, it's so frustrating because it really was an accident. But at the end of the day, someone died. And, like, we still don't really know how. And, like, someone is to blame. And I don't know if that means, like, because, they, you know, negligence means they should spend the rest of their life in prison. I don't think it was Alec. But um, it's, like, something needs to happen. Like, somebody died. A a child lost their mom. A young woman lost her life. 
Um, and I do think that like these lawsuits and like these civil like suits are probably like the best way to get some sort of justice. Um, because while it's a terrible thing that happened, like I don't know if there's really was any bad intent. I think it was just like somebody fucked up. I don't know that there was bad intent, but like why was alive around yeah. on and if it was the person who's in charge of ballistics are they also the same person that loaded a gun and they know right. the difference between the live yeah. round and because that even if it's not malicious which I, I don't think it is it's like gross gross negligence and yeah. like there are consequences yeah it's it is still the most crazy unbelievable thing that I think has happened in the last 10 years it, it's so sad and I had also read remember those turnt videos of Hilaria and Alec like pulled over on the side of the road talking to paparazzi and Hilaria is like filming it and Alec's telling her to shut up Mm -hmm. all the interviews and all like everything he said that's all now able to be used against him yeah which we always have known so which is why when Erica Jane says like I can't talk about it it's frustrating but like you do understand because everything she says will be used against her and twisted so if you don't give them anything they can't twist it yeah yeah So crazy. I can't believe the movie's still coming out. Like, who would go see that? Not even, it's not even that it's coming out. Because, like, if it was a wrap, if it was somehow done and they just, like, put it out. Then maybe it's, like, okay, you know, Helena's last work. But, like, that they're going back to To, a set. Right. And finishing it. Yeah. They really need to just let it go. Seriously. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Misha Barton, an old interview with her, is resurfacing where she said that she was told to sleep with Leonardo DiCaprio when she was just 19. In the 2005 interview, which has resurfaced following DiCaprio's recent sightings with 19-year-old model Eden Polani, the OC star recalled how her then-publicist had urged her to bed the notorious Playboy who was 30 at the time. Barton, who is now 37, told what is now Harper's Bazaar that her rep said, go and sleep with that man when they saw DiCaprio at a photo shoot in Malibu. What's more, the actress claimed she had been advised to do so for the sake of her career. Misha told the magazine she had no interest in dating an older man before asking, isn't he like 30 or something? (laughs) At the time, he was just back on the market following his split from Giselle. Page Six has reached out to reps for Leo and Misha for further comment. So this is like like just a crazy anecdote, but like, and maybe Leo has something going on but like this story to me i do not find leonardo dicaprio culpable no like it, it i find the, really poorly on the publicist the the rep like yeah, reach like out to her freak. for comment yeah no i agree like this is just an interesting story given what's going on and i see how people like could be making connections but if you actually read it leonardo didn't you know prompt her no propose sex like I don't even think they ended up speaking. So it's like, I think it's more indicative of like how disgusting Hollywood can be and like how that's the culture to like pawn off your 19 year old client to fuck a man 11 years older than her just for like fame. And that's mortifying for the publicist. But it doesn't really say much about Leo. No, not at all. Other than that, his girlfriend's become famous, which like we know. Right. We know. So like, why don't you track down the publicist internet? Yeah, let's get a name. You know, like, I don't need a name, but, like, why are you reaching out to Leo for comment? Like, literally, he's, like, done a lot of weird shit, but, like, this actually isn't one of those I things. know. I completely agree. Like, if we're going to do, like, some expose, like, there's more better things to expose. Yeah. But, um, I could see it. Yeah, for sure. 
And even now, like, cute couple. No, at the time, I mean, now we're so, like, jaded that 19 and 30, oh, that's not bad. That's better than Scott Disick. Right. I mean, it's better than 19 and 48, Leo, right now, Eden. Um, and, like, you know, she really, went, back when she was 19, she was totally his type. That was, like, his Blake Lively, Bar Raffaele, Giselle era, like, really tall, slender, beautiful women and you know what it would have been cute but good for Misha obviously has like good parents and like had a, like a good head on her shoulders because I think you know if you were 19 and like super famous and you just were kind of free falling like you would just you would just do it yeah no but she's had her troubles yeah that's true we need a Misha memoir yes Misha actually title Misha's memoir no 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 me no no hold on it's time you heard it from Misha Shaw love all about Misha. Uh, that's actually a good title. Me, myself, and, and Misha. And Misha. I love that. Misha, or, come on. Misha's on the hills. I know. That's what I was thinking when you said that story. I'm like, what a weird. That was like a weird thing they did, that hills no, reboot. No, it's honestly, first of all, she was amazing. She was only on for one season. And I thought it was going to be weird because it's like, don't bring this person into and right. ruin this show, especially because she was on the OC, which Laguna Beach was modeled after. So mm -hmm. it was like, you know, it was kind of like Tinsley Mortimer becoming on Real Housewives. Yes, like it was yes. like, we're too big. The art meets the artist. Yeah, exactly. But one, it's actually pretty cool that it came full circle that she wound up being on the show that like was inspired by her original show. I could be talking about either Tinsley or Misha, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about Misha. And two, oh my God, I loved her. She was I so grounded. I really like her. She was such a good friend. She gave such good advice. She was so not like obsessed with herself. And I don't know why she didn't get a second season, probably because she wasn't all those things and like she wasn't toxic and she was just a good person. I was under the assumption she didn't want to come back. Like that's how I saw it. Well, she went for the first one. Why wouldn't she? I think she just was like a little boring for them. Mm, I liked her. I loved her. Yeah. I miss her. I didn't her. love that reboot, though. No, no, no. No. I miss her. Well, the reboot's over, too. Yeah, I know. I think that's for the best. Yeah. Was Kristen on the on the reboot, the second no. season? Oh, I don't know about the second season, because I only watched the first, but she was filming very Cavallari, and there was, like, you know, conflict. But I feel like by the time they did the second season, which was literally, like, not very long ago, she was available again. I feel yeah. like she's on it. I think that's part of the reason why, like, the show didn't really succeed. They didn't get, like, the major players. Yeah. No, and it's, like, everyone is, like, married and has kids, and it's right. just... Right. It's different. It's different. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story, that is brought to you by Away, is it? Mm, it is. Away makes suitcases, bags, and other travel accessories designed to make moving through the world a lot more seamless, which is a good thing because travel makes us better people by giving us different perspectives. So no matter where you're going, you can always rely on Away's range of travel products to solve real travel problems and get you out there. We are Away girlies. Every suitcase I have, whether it's check size, carry-on size, is from Away. I love so many things about the Away. One, it comes with a laundry bag. So like your dirty undies don't get like all smelly up your clean clothes. It has that like, you know, middle pouch where you could put all your like little negligees. It's really built to last. It's designed really well. It has those four 360 degree spinner wheels. It makes a smooth roll through an airport, even if your airport has a carpet, which is beyond dumb. So they make suitcases, bags, 
other travel essentials and they're made of different materials like polycarbonate and aluminum. They come in a variety of colors, variety of sizes. So whatever you're packing, wherever you're going, their luggage will make you ha- will melt make help help make your next trip seamless. They're built to last. They're durable, lightweight exteriors. They can withstand even the roughest of baggage handlers. Again, they have those four 360 degree spinner wheels. You get the smoothest roll. They also come with the TSA approved combination lock that keeps all your belongings safe. They also offer free shipping and returns on any non-personalized order within the contiguous US, Canada, and the UK. Start your 100-day trial. So everything that they make, they give you a 100-day trial. Take it out on the road. Live with it. Love with it. Travel with it. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized items for the first 100 days. So get that full uh, 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases um, and bags at awaytravel.com slash toast. That's awaytravel.com slash toast. Thank you, Turdy. We got more bounce in California than all your combined. Next up, Jennifer Coolidge says that she studied mortuary makeup before acting. And she admitted she was not the best. It's giving Phaedra Parks. It's giving Paulette Bonifante. (gasps) Literally. 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 (laughs) The actress who starred as the nail tech and makeup guru in Legally Blonde recently spoke to Vogue about her new Super Bowl commercial for Elf Cosmetics. And along with sharing her love for the retailer's affordable makeup, she shared that her career almost took a very different path. Quote, I sort of thought that maybe I'd be a makeup artist, but I was not the best in the class. And who wants to be sort of mediocre at something if you pick that as a career? She attended the Joe Blasco School in L.A. to study special effects, fashion and beauty in a curriculum that included a mortuary makeup class, Mm -hmm. though there were no cadavers included Mm -hmm. in the class. While she didn't end up going to the funeral home route and chose acting instead, the actress did learn a thing or two during beauty school. She said, if you have dark under eyes like black or blue, you can actually mix orange makeup in with your concealer and it will completely cover the blue or yellow to cover redness. It's called color correction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when Jennifer says it, like it's it's different, it's better. Wait. So this also begs the question now, a conversation we had a few weeks ago about jobs you never want to have is like being a mortician slash like, you know, getting bodies ready for maldehyde makeup clothing. Is that something you could ever do? Working and well, no, morgue, tings, I don't think I could do. Well, that's different than a funeral. Morgue is like autopsies. You like open up people's bodies. No, no, that sure. would be an autopsier. No, that's, that, and that happens at no, the morgue. No, but there are the people who like, you know, are in charge of organizing the morgue. They the don't drawers. do, like being, doing an autopsy is like a special skill set. Yeah, yeah, so you're saying you would never want to be like an organizer at the morgue? I would never want to be an organizer at the morgue. A morganizer. Would you? No. Would you want to do autopsies? No. I think doing an autopsy is probably worse than being like a, you know, funeral makeup and clothing. Yeah, I could sooner do funeral makeup. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to. I mean, it's like that episode of The Simple Life, which had to have been fake when they like had the job spray tanning dead people. Oh, my God. That had to have been fake. I'd rather do funeral makeup than be a morganizer. Yeah, me too. I mean, I just don't... I don't know how I would be around dead bodies. I mean, I've I've been around one in my life, and it was like a loved one. So, no, it's like, different. And then it was like, different. And it's just I can't even. I can't, I can't even. even like. I can't, no, even, like, continue, I can't even continue the conversation. And we don't even know like really what goes down because in in Judaism, 
you bury the person the day after they die. So there's no, you know, formaldehyde. You don't do like pump up their body. But in other cultures, you know, you wait weeks. And by the time the body, like it needs all that stuff. So I don't know what that stuff is because we don't do that. Would you rather be a morganizer or do beach chairs on the beach? I don't know. It's really cold in the morgue. And I think you I would like the temperature. You wear your sweatshirt. So, okay, but what's the more organizer, like, what's what's my responsibilities? Okay. Like pulling like, the drawers open? Yeah, like when a a person comes in. I, I mean, I don't know what they were, like, I'm going to just do hypothetical. Yes. Hypothetical. Person comes in on the tray. Stretcher. And you, tray. <laughs> stretcher. And you have to put them in the drawer, tag it. Are they the, already in the bag? I or I oh, put them yeah, in the bag. Yeah, they're already in the bag probably. But maybe you need to put a tag on their toe or something. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to say the beach. You'd get tan. <laughs> but honestly, it's a, t- it's a tough call. Maybe you it's get a tough like, call. Maybe you could get, you get like, you know, some free fries at the beach club. That's true. Start thinking of the positives. Yeah. You would get so skinny. Oh my God, I would be so fit, like athletic, like strong hands, tan. I actually probably end up looking like a little leathery, like a purse. Skinny as a needle. Skinny as a needle. <laughs> um, so That's tough. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge chose to be an actress instead. I think that's for the best because she seems to be pretty good at it. Yeah, She's one of a kind, you know, the industry She's wouldn't be the same. One of a kind. I couldn't have said it. There better. are a lot of actresses we discuss all the time. Actress, actresses who like could be replaced with another, yes. could be interchangeable. We yes. don't even know who they are. Yes. But you don't get Jennifer Coolidge confused with anybody else. She's a once in a lifetime talent. Yeah. And it like, but it's not like she's more talented. She's the most once talented. Once in a lifetime personality. Yeah. Because like she's Jennifer. Yeah. She's in her own lane. And you got to run your own race, Turdy. Yeah, and I don't think, like, she's out here competing with other actresses. Like, I think people are actually creating roles, creating roles. for her. Yeah. 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 Are you ready for our fifth and final story, which is a little podcasting news? Oh, always ready to, you know, read the industry to filth. Yeah, unexpected podcasting news, and um, I don't know how much filth you're going to be able to read. Okay. Winnie the Pooh has gotten a podcast deal at Baboon Animation. Go kid, go. Dumb. Dumb. After revealing a film prequel and series to A.A. Milne's beloved book, Winnie the Pooh, Baboon Animation has set a five-property podcast deal with Go Kid Go, starting with stories from the Pooh Corner, working title. The podcast, yeah, like I the I think feature- that's a, a title that needs to change. Sounds like a corner full of shit. <laughs> The podcast, like the feature, will explore the characters' young lives before the tales in the book took place and will acquaint preschool-age children with all the classic pals from Milne's 100-acre wood and introduce new characters. These younger characters will have big, fresh appeal for a brand-new kid audience. Honestly, I don't know. Do you think really complex for like a kid Do you think story? Winnie the Pooh can make it in this day and age with these kids? I don't. I don't He's know. going up I, against Coco Melon. He's going yeah. up against Baby Shark. No, and I do think there is like a place for podcasting for kids. Like I, oh, like I really think Miss Rach would have a, a really popular podcast. Like basically audio versions of her, of her videos. However, um, I think it's hard to keep kids attention when it's just audio that's why like miss rach is singing and like all that no stuff but say you're in the car like i don't expect them to like put on no headphones. i know but like ipad 
in the car. Like I'm saying you're competing with like Coco Melon. Yeah, people have iPads in the car. Yeah. I just So I think like a backstory about like it's too complex for a podcast for kids. I don't know. I think it could be done. I'd rather have my kid listen to a podcast in the car than watch a screen just because of yeah, like of course. motion sickness. Yeah, that's why I think like Miss Rach not uploading her videos as podcasts is a huge loss. Miss Rach, if you hear this, free idea. Yeah. Just, or someone could like rip the audio. Yeah, or just like play their phone, YouTube, for sure. But like get on another platform, Mr. H. Yeah, because also sometimes the kids are sitting backwards. So it's like you're traveling backwards and you're watching something on a screen. Couldn't be me. Oh, and you might be having a snack. Vomit. It's so true. Maybe drinking some milk. Yikes. Yeah, but kids are fucking, you know. They're crazy. They're crazy. They're, they do shit we could never do. Like they love to be thrown around and tossed and they don't even get dizzy. No, it's wild out there. But um, I like the idea of kids podcasting. I mean, of course, it then starts to compete with us because then the parents in the car, you know, all of a sudden right. they could be like, we're in the car. We have to listen to mommy's show. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden kid goes, what about Winnie the Pooh, ma? Right. Turn on Miss Rach. Turn on Coco Melon. Coco Melon is getting a podcast, I think. Are they? We report on kids podcasts, you know, a couple times a year. I've heard so much about Coco Melon. Like I've for years, everyone's like, my kids, it's like crack. And I only saw it for the first time, like, a couple of weeks ago when Michaela was watching it. And I was like, this is what everyone's obsessed with. Like, I thought it was, like, very low budget. I thought their songs stunk it up. They were, like, half not even on melody and their rhymes, like, weren't even that inspired. I was like, I could do better. I really, I was shocked that this was, like, the thing everyone was obsessed with. No, it's addictive. And then you realize they're getting addicted to mediocrity. Oh, you know, so true. We need our kids to aspire to do better. Yeah. So I'm anti Coco Melon. I, I, you have my full support. Thank you. You know, Mickey, Mickey could have a podcast. Hiya, kids. <coughs> totally. Let's get our mouse tools. We're going for a car ride on a road trip. Hot dog, goofy. hot dog, hot diggity, diggity dog. dog. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. So good. Ba, 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 da, ba. But it's you guys, Mickey when in Mouse doubt, Club put on the toast for your kids. Sure, yeah. we curse sometimes. Such, Such is life. Is life. <gasps> Jinx. You owe me soda. But like if you guys were like, if we got a lot of, actually, like if we got a lot of comments that were like, I literally would love to listen to you guys with my kids in the car, like the the songs, the 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 rhythm of the girlies, mm-hmm. et cetera, the, you know, the vocabulary. Um, but like I li- you guys curse way too much. Like I really can't. I personally would make a conscious effort to curse less. I'm not saying that I could do it, but I, I would try. I, I, first of all, I wouldn't because it's literally impossible for me to stop cursing. It is, that's like you asking me to stop saying the word like. It's just, we've gotten so much better, Turdy, though. With like? Yeah, like from our first early days. Oh, when we go back and watch old episodes, like the, like the, like, it's horrible. Yeah, so I think we could improve. I think we could improve too. Yeah, I definitely think we're better with the like. Because practicing talking every day, like you become so conscious of it. Free idea for the apps. You like Spotify or Apple should have a feature where you could bleep curse words when you're listening to it, just like on captions on Instagram stories. They would like, you know, scan through your episode and bleep out bad words. That's a great idea. Someone needs to invent that technology and sell it. And then, and then if it like Spotify had it, then everybody would listen on Spotify. Yeah. Oh my God, that's like literally- Why do we have to change? Why don't you guys work on that? We have so many good ideas that we like throw out here, but that might be your best one yet. It's like, like it's kind of like a million dollar idea. It's kind of a billion dollar idea. If you think it could sell to, to Spotify? No, I think it would sell to Spotify for like 50 mil. No, I think not only Spotify, like every platform, there's so many major billion dollar media companies that need that. 
Yeah. Pandora. Because you could use it for music too. Yeah. Get to work someone. Get to work someone. Someone who's in that field of programming. Of like, someone get you know, to work. coding and stuff. That nine-year-old kid who graduated high school. I have a lot of things for him to work on. Me too. <laughs> he should also like work on kids' television. Yeah. What should, Inspiring what could the kids youth. watch? Right. That's not Cocomelon that will make right. them more like you. More educational content. I wonder what he, if he ever chooses to relax what he watches, how he winds down. Such a good question. We need to get him on the toast. We do. Um, so those were the fast five. They were actually pretty good. And it was a nice episode, you know, kind of easing us back into the remote setup. It's the last one of the week, last one before Super Bowl. So I hope everyone has a great time at the Super Bowl. Make sure to eat a ton, root hard, you know, enjoy the Rihanna concert. It's very exciting. It is exciting. We'll see you on Monday and we'll know who We'll won. know more then. We'll know more then and we will have a full recap. But maybe up until halftime because I might have to go to sleep. It might be my bedtime. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, our 1,001st episode. We go live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I, Radio, Castbox, all the places where I've listened to podcasts, find out such a five-star review about a beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Wicked. Ho- hope you guys have an amazing weekend. We love you, and we'll see you on Monday. Love Bye. ya. Bye.